Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Hi, Bill Kasky here. If you're listening to this podcast, it means you're excited about making real change. Well, I am too. In fact, that's why I began this podcast three years ago. I found that change happens only when you take action. Maybe you're like a lot of my listeners who have questions like, what steps can I take to grow my business? How can I have a better business life? How can I avoid the commodity jungle? And how can I grow my income? But maybe you're feeling stuck, not sure exactly where to begin the journey. I totally understand that. That's why I created the 2X Group, to relaunch your success. Whether it's how to generate leads, how to reconfigure your limiting beliefs, or how to close more sales, the 2X Group might be your ticket to growth. And today, I'm offering a 30-minute phone call with me so I can learn about your goals and determine whether the 2X group is perfect for you. No cost, no obligation. So if you're ready to take action, go to the2xgroup.com to get on my calendar so you can begin the journey of 2Xing your business. Now, on with the show. Hey everybody, Bill Kasky back at the Bill Kasky Podcast. Before I get into the episode today, I want to remind you the doors for the 2X Group and the 2X Academy are now open. You can go to BillKasky.com to find out more. The 2X Group is a small coaching group of people that I take under my wing for a year. The fee is $3.97 per month. I say count on one year of training and guidance and we meet twice a month and I think it's going to be awesome. We've already got several groups going already. The 2X Academy, on the other hand, is a virtual membership site, $97 a month. Get you access to me once a month in a 90-minute instructional coaching session on how to grow the business. I will put the links to both of those programs in the show notes. Today, I'm going to be playing a quick rewind of a Facebook Live that I did about a week ago in anticipation for a webinar series that we did called How to Close 70% of Your Business. And I go deeper on two or three of the elements. I gave away 12 strategies. And in this uh, Facebook Live, I did two and went a little bit deeper into it. So I wanted to share that with you because I'm not sure you were on and I'm not sure where it shows up in the feed once it's over. So I wanted to resurrect this one and uh, play it for you today and hope you enjoy it. It is 12 noon. I am live on Facebook today. My name is Bill Kasky. For those of you that don't know me, I've got a podcast creatively called the Bill Kasky Podcast and also co-host one with Brian Neal called the Advanced Selling Podcast. So uh, we're going to be talking today about this topic of closing. 
And this is all in uh, run-up to a live masterclass I'm doing next week. And in fact, if you want to go to BillKasky.com, you can get on the, you can get enrolled in that. Uh, at that class, we're going to be talking about how to close 70% of your business. I'm going to give you a, a document that I'm in the process of writing right now. Right now, it's about six pages. I suspect it'll be a couple more pages by the time we do the live stream. So you're going to want to get access to this because one of the things I'm going to talk about today is in here, and there's an other 14 other things that I think can help you close more sales. So the way this whole thing started was, by the way, I'd love it if you could share, comment, uh, let people, let me know what you're seeing and what you're hearing. And if you have any questions, I'm able to, let's see, am I able to see this or not? I think I am. Yeah. Okay, good. You know, I keep hearing this thing in the market right now with all the pandemic and the disruption and <clears throat> the stoppage of work and the slowing down of the economy. There's this push to generate more leads. There's always this notion that, well, I need more leads. I need more leads. But I believe that if we're not doing the right things in the sales process to close the people that we're in front of and in the process with, then I think more leads doesn't solve the problem. It actually does not at all. So I wanted to devote some time today. We're also going to be doing another uh, live on Wednesday of this week, on Friday of next week, and Monday of next week. And each day, I'll take a different component of this and talk a little bit about that. So I think one of the things that's happened, though, just to give this some context, is we have been... We have been in this in this game here for the last four months, and sales has changed a lot. You know it has in the last 10 years, but obviously it's changed a lot in the last few months. And I think what we need is a very different perspective. I like the idea of when I look at an Olympic athlete, I just got off the phone today, by the way, an interview I'm doing for next week's podcast with a high-performance athlete uh, doctor named Dr. Rob Bell, and he works with PGA golfers and tennis players. And we were talking about how when you see an Olympic athlete who nails the last shot or nails the vault, the gymnast who has a cracked ankle but goes ahead and does it anyway, I think we always look at those feats and say, man, she is awesome. I mean, think about, think about all the tactics and techniques. What we forget about is all the work that went into that. And obviously, they don't forget about it because it's their blood, sweat, and tears that went into it. But I think it's the same thing with sales and closing. As we look at the closing part of the sales process at the very end, and we start to attack the problem there, instead of attacking it upstream, which is how did you get in? What were some of the conversations that you had with your prospect? How have you led them down the path in the process? Have you been able to educate them along the way? All these things happen early in the process. And I think what we do sometimes is we look at this closing as a skill that occurs in the 11th hour. And I think that's just wrong. I'm guilty of that. I've been guilty when I first got into sales. I used to think the close was something I did to somebody in order to get what I want, which is the deal. And I see a lot of people doing that today, and not just today, but over the last few years, clients that I work with. It's like, what do I need to say to get the deal off the street so I can look good to my boss, I can get my numbers up, I can get my income up? And I think that's an antiquated, selfish, egoist way to look at it. So we're going to talk a little bit today about that. Let's set the context. I'm going to give you one idea here today in this Facebook Live that I think will help you. But to set the context, let's remember why people buy. 
why do people change from what they're doing now? Maybe they're buying from another vendor. Maybe they're in pain. Maybe they're exploring, but they haven't taken action yet. There's three reasons people change and move. Number one is they move to relieve a current problem, a current problem that they're facing every day. I get the call from the VP of sales who says, you know what, our closing rate is 9% and we're quoting so many deals, we're not getting them, we need you to come in and help us close more sales. So that's the presenting problem. A psychologist, psychotherapist would call it the presenting problem. So one thing you do is you help people relieve their current problem. The second thing you do is you help them avoid any kind of future issue. Maybe you have a competitor who's coming into the space who hasn't been in your geography before, but they're coming in. That's a future problem. Maybe there's technology changes afoot where you either are privy to that technology or you're taking a back seat to it. And so you've got to figure out how am I going to set the stage so that I can take advantage of this. So avoidance of future problems is another one. The third area is the idea of accomplishing a goal. You help people accomplish a goal. You help them establish a vision far out there. You help them get to that vision. You help them clarify, understand what it's going to take to get there. So those are the three reasons people buy those things together. So here's my tip today. Given all that, I want you to improve your skill at declaring What happens once the customer buys? We all talk about the sales process. What do we need to do in the sales process? Who do we need to see? How do we need to handle objections? All the sales process we're pretty good at, I'm, I'm sure. If not, we need to reinvent it. I think we need a lot of reinvention there. The question is, when the customer gets ready to pull the metaphorical trigger or sign on the dotted line or engage you, when they say yes, What happens? Do they know exactly what happens next and then next and then next and then next? So I want you to put together here, and I'm going to give you some ideas, on on a solution process. So that when you get down to the end of the process, or maybe not the very end, but somewhere in the middle, you can start to share what happens if the person works with you, if they say yes, if they buy. So there's a couple of things to it. Number one, I've got some very uh, lame graphics here. Number one is I think you have to embrace the idea that FOMO exists. Hopefully that's uh, correct the way it's coming across on the screen. Sometimes it's backwards. I never know how to do that. But the point there is that you've got to embrace the notion that fear of missing out exists in human beings. I mean, that's kind of what social media is, really, when you think about it, especially the social parts of social media. It's, it taps into our desire to not miss out on anything. And I think that's the same thing here, that when you're talking to a prospect and you start to lay out, in the event you decide to work with me and I decide to work with you, here's what it looks like. <clears throat> what you're really doing is you're saying, if you don't work with me, this is what you're giving up. So number one is you've got to embrace the idea that fear of missing out even happens. Second thing is, I want you to sketch out your solution step by step. Sketch out your solution process step by step. So here's the way I would suggest you do it. Just get a landscape piece of paper, take a pen. 
I like boxes. Everybody knows I draw boxes and circles all the times and arrows. But the idea here is I want you to lay out what are the solution steps once a person says yes. At the bottom of that, draw a timeline. So zero to 30 to 60 to 90 or however long your solution process is. And then on that timeline, plop in the things you're going to do. One of my clients did this and one of their first steps in the solution process is a is a massive meeting of all the minds who are going to be involved in the solution. Probably usually 10 to 15 people. And now they're doing it virtually, used to do it live. But the point is that that happens in the first 30 days. And so when they created their solution process, they had a box for meeting number one, all the people who would be in it, when it was going to happen in the first 30 days. And at the bottom, they would say, here's what we're going to accomplish here. Here's why we do this. Here's the meaning of why we decide to do it this way. And what's awesome is that now you're not only giving them what's going to happen, but why it's going to happen. So take a sketch page or take a page, sketch out, bottom is the timeline, boxes and charts here, so you are clear. Remember, this is about you being clear about your solution process. Then you can take it to them. Step number three. Got a lot of sheets here. I want you to learn this language. This language is, in the event we work together, here's what it looks like. In the event we work together, and we we do this thing, and we align, and we congruent, and we're heading down this path, it's important they know what it looks like to work together. So you're not saying, here's what it looks like to work with us when you buy. No, it's in the event. In the event. If, if we decide to work together, you don't have to use those exact words, but if we decide to work together, and we're not there yet, I understand that, let me share with you what it looks like. This is one of the things we do in our 2X group, which is our mastermind group for salespeople, consistently is I want to make sure we're all clear about our own solution process and then how we, how we deliver it to our prospects. And then step four, there is a step four. Oh, step four is on the ground over here. All right, you just never know. <laughs> Step four is this. Field test it. Field test it. Get it out there. Try it next week. Even if you're in the process early, even if you're just, just try it. It's not going to mess up anything. It's not like someone's going to say, wait a minute, we're not even there. Because you're saying, look, we may not be there yet. In the event you work with us, and I know we've got a lot of work to do before we get there, let me tell you what it looks like. And when you do that, you will find that people will respond. Now they're starting to ca- you're starting to help them cast a vision. You're not saying to them, and this is one of the questions I, I don't like, and you may disagree with this, what's your vision for a perfect relationship with a vendor like me? No, don't ask that question. You're the one who is helping guide them to their solution. So you get to say, look, if you work with me, here's what it looks like. Jason Leister, who's a, a friend of mine and he's a very good writer, J, uh, L-E-I-S-T-E-R, he talks about the train leaving the station. You are conducting the train. You're the conductor of the train. This train is sending, it's going to the destination. The customer is aboard. And the conductor doesn't ask the customer, well, where do you want to go? What route do you want to take? I know you want to get to Birmingham, but what route would you like to take? No. Person getting on board knows they want to go to Birmingham. The conductor says, Look, here's how we're doing it. We're going to make these stops along the way. We're going to drive at 70 miles an hour. We're going to have fresh fruit and goodies and Heineken beer and all that stuff. Whatever it is, 
You have to be the one that has a solution. You're taking them somewhere. So this is really important that you feel test it. You get out there. You try some of those things. Once again, if you are interested in learning more about some of the other 14, 15 things that I talk about, you can go to BillKasky.com right here, and uh, you will get access to this document. Closing begins at the beginning. And again, we're p- kind of putting the final touches on it now. Um, make sure you share this. If you like this, I would like to hear what you learned from it. We're going to be doing it again here Wednesday and Friday. going to be taking another one of these things. So we talked about solution process today. We'll talk about something else on Wednesday. So really appreciate you. Make sure you comment in the um, in the space below and let me know what you thought. And we'll see you here on Wednesday. See y'all. Bye.